welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank all my listeners, Michael, as I always do, uh, come from around the world and listen to our words of wisdom from our authors. And I want to thank Michael Gerber for who's joining us here today from Carlsbad, California, which is just right up the street from me. It's the Michael E. Gerber Companies. And we're going to be speaking with Michael this morning about his new book called Beyond the E-Myth. Um, for those of you who want to learn more about Michael, go to michaelgerbercompanies.com. We'll have that link posted in the blog as well. And Michael, good day to you. How are you doing? Well, I'm wonderful and delighted to be here, Greg. Well, we're delighted to have you on. I know you've got a lot of podcasts to get to because you're actually promoting this book and we appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to let my listeners who maybe don't know who the heck you are, which that's probably not very many of them, know a tad bit about you. Michael is a true legend of entrepreneurship. Inc. Magazine called him the number one small business guru, the entrepreneurial and small business thought leader who's impacted the lives of millions of individuals and hundreds of thousands of companies worldwide over the last 40 years. He's the author of the mega-selling bestseller, The E-Myth Revisited, and five other E-Myth books uh, concerning small businesses and entrepreneurship. Additionally, he's written 14 industry-specific E-Myth vertical books for different industries. Today, he's on a new mission to bring economic development strategies, capabilities to millions of people around the world by awakening them to new entrepreneurship within them. Uh, you can, again, find Michael, as I said, at michaelgerbercompanies.com. We'll be putting links and posts to all this up on our blog entry. So let's get rocking and rolling, Michael. So, you know, this book is really an awesome book. But very early in the book, and I listened to the audio thing that your friend sent me as well, that most small businesses are a company of one. Um, what advice do you have for all of our listeners out there for the companies of one to get them out of hitting the glass ceiling that most of these entrepreneurs hit as a result of being a company of one? Well, important, Greg, is that they all understand, everybody who's listening to us right now, uh, my definition of a company of one. Because many of them might say, well, I'm not a company of one. There are three of us. There are four of us. There are five of us. There are seven of us, et cetera, and so forth. But what I mean when I say a company of one, I mean a company that literally depends upon the owner being there. If the owner ain't there, the company isn't running well. Mm -hmm. In other words, the company completely depends upon the presence of the owner. And that's a company of one. Now, what is the problem with a company of one? There's so much um, romantic conversation about lifestyle business and um, solopreneurs and all of that nonsense. And I say nonsense because, in fact, there's nothing romantic about it at all. Yes, somebody is having a good time, but it's rare that that somebody can have that good time continuously, just what I call doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, busy, 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 because they ain't creating equity. They may be creating income, personal income, but that's not the reason to create a company. A company is not a job unless you make it that. 
And that's really what a company of one has become, a job for the guy who owns it. And it's the worst job in the world because he or she is working, as I've said countless times, for a raving lunatic. And so how to get out of that box, that's the critical message in Beyond the E-Myth. It's It's the evolution of an enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000. And the dominant conversation in the book is how to grow from where you are to where your company becomes an extremely exciting target for someone who wants to acquire a company. And only when somebody wants to acquire your company are you going to experience the return on the sweat equity investment you've made over all those years. Yeah, and as we were talking earlier, I advise companies like this all the time. And it is about preparing the company. In other words, we look at, you know, all my business owners out there understand EBITDA. They have to raise the value of this company and the equity before someone will want to buy it. And you state that if you don't start your business with the intention of selling it, that it will most likely turn out to be a disaster. Um, Exactly. Why is that so, and what advice do you have for all the people that are listening to us today attempting to grow their organizations into something that is valuable and that they're able to sell? Well, the very first and most critical shift that has to occur in the people we're talking to and these are owners of company of one and predominantly is to think like an entrepreneur does not like a technician suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure does in short we've got to awaken the entrepreneur within everybody who's listening to us right now a solopreneur is not an entrepreneur a solopreneur is somebody who's got a attractive title affixed to them, but not an exciting company they own. Mm -hmm. Now we've got to change that solo into something that can expand its reach. In short, the romance of being on my own all alone, doing what I want to do, however I want to do it, immediately leaves the conversation when somebody else comes in to look at it from the standpoint of purchasing it. Mm-hmm. If it depends upon me, it's a lousy business. Well, and you also know, Michael, that easier said than done. And you state that one of the most important things a small business owner can do is to create this client fulfillment system. What is it and how do they go about creating a system that actually now allows them to expand Uh, expand their sales, expand their operations. I mean, you go into quite detail in the book, but this book is an easy read. I want to let my listeners know that. This isn't a tough read. Uh, It isn't super, super academic. It's really just about you getting off your butt and changing the way you're operating your business. Absolutely. Well, it's getting off your butt. It has less to do with that anatomy than it has to do with getting into your mind. Right. So I want to get into your mind and I want to describe a process for you. And that's what the book does. Mm -hmm. It defines the process of going from a company of one, what I call new co, not old co. I'm not here describing how to fix a broken business. 
In short, 99% of every company I've walked into is broken. It's not worth fixing. It's going to take an immense amount of time and energy and money to fix what you've got. What's significantly more intelligent and rewarding is starting it anew. Now, I don't mean to trash what you got. Just keep on doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. What I'm really suggesting, however, is that you set up over here in this new space and begin to design something from a blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. So, Greg, let me describe very simply the eight-step process that I define in my book. Okay. And that eight-step process is absolutely critical in order for anyone to actually accomplish what we're setting out to do, and that's to have a truly exciting liquidity date. And that liquidity date means your exit strategy. And that means in order to reach your exit strategy, when you get paid for what you own, and in an enhanced way, in order to do that, you got to follow these steps exactly. You can't skip one. Okay, we're listening. What are those steps? So here's the step. Starts at the very beginning in what I call the dreaming room. Mm -hmm. So understand what the dreaming room is. I don't mean dreaming like you do when you're falling asleep. I mean dreaming room, dreaming like you do when you wake up. And so the dreaming that I'm talking about is intentional dreaming. And it's the in order to awaken the entrepreneur within, and the entrepreneur is really four very distinct personalities, Greg. I define them as the dreamer, the thinker, the storyteller, and the leader. Now, lest anybody listening to me right now thinks that's just rhetoric or author talk, it's not. It's absolutely the most pragmatic thing anyone can understand who truly wants to create a company for sale. Mm -hmm. So the first is the dreamer. The dreamer has a dream. The dream is the great result. So you got to set out and ask yourself, so what's the great result your company is going to be designed to produce? In my case, in 1977, way back at the beginning of my companies, my great result was stated very explicitly to transform the state of small business worldwide. I say that today to transform the state of entrepreneurship and small business worldwide, a critical outcome or result that we have designed our companies to do. The second step is what I call the vision. So the dreamer has a dream, the thinker has a vision. And my vision way back then in 1977 was to invent the McDonald's of small business consulting. Now, I don't want to go into a long explanation about that. It's very easy to do, but just get it. I have a dream. I have a vision. Mm -hmm. I had a purpose in 1977. And my purpose was that every independent small business owner, the guys we're talking to and about, can be as successful as a McDonald's franchisee. Very few independently owned companies are even close to as successful as a McDonald's 
franchisee. So our dream was to transform the state of small business worldwide. Our vision was to invent the McDonald's of small business consulting. Our purpose was that every one of our clients can be as successful as a McDonald's franchisee. And finally, our mission was to invent the business development system that we would be able to deliver to any kind of business on the face of this earth, whether it be a chiropractor, whether it be a, 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 a trash collector, whether it be an artist, whether it be a dentist, whether it be a heart surgeon, no matter what it was, what our system would do would enable them to turnkey what they do in a way that would enable them to scale it. So my dream, my vision, my purpose, my mission, those are the four first steps I cover in Beyond the E-Myth. Mm -hmm. What is a dream, what is a vision, what is a purpose, and what is a mission? And why are they so absolutely essential as the foundation to grow your company? The next four steps are equally simple. The first is the job, the second is the practice, the third is the business, and the fourth is the enterprise. Note, I said this is an eight-step process. Mm -hmm. Step one, the dream. Step two, the vision. Step three, the purpose. Step four, the mission. Step five, the job. Step six, the practice. Step seven, the business. Step eight, the enterprise. So what's a job? A job is a client fulfillment system. It's the product or service you're designing to deliver to whomever your most important customer is. It's the product or service you're designing to deliver to your most important customer. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying in the job is you got to go to work on the job, on the client fulfillment system to turnkey it. Okay. Like McDonald's, remember? Right. Like right. McDonald's. Exactly. So Exactly. Now, what would you say, Michael, to these people that are listening today that have these small businesses, because this is a great dream you have and a great vision, great purpose, great mission that you've articulated about the Gerber companies. What if they say, hey, Michael, I just like my business the way it is. What you would just say to them is, hey, well, then you're never going to get any equity out of it if you don't make this shift or change. Is that what you would the tell answer, The answer to somebody who says, I like my business the way it is, my answer to them is goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Goodbye. Good. Good. Because it's not, your business is not there to satisfy you. Your business is there to excite somebody who's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. They don't like your business the way it is because <laughs> it has no freaking value the way it is. It has no value the way it is because you can't grow it the way it is. So wait a second. You said something earlier that I thought was important here, and you said to put that aside, keep doing what you're doing, what you're doing, but you're actually going to this dreaming room to dream up this new system. Is that right? Because you're, yes, you're, you're trying, trying to do Right. So I think the point is, is it for the people who would maybe say, hey, Michael, I like it the way it is. You say, no, I'm not telling you to leave that behind right now. I'm telling you go into the dreaming room and dream up the new co. 
How, what is the new code going to look like, right? That's what we're talking about here. Exactly. Okay. And how does it look? Well, you know what it looks like because you know what your dream, your vision, your purpose, and your mission are. Mm -hmm. Your dream, your vision, your purpose, and your mission are all about new co, not about old co. Right. Old co sucks wind. <laughs> new co is a product you're creating for sale. Now, so what do you talk? What do you say to the people that have built all these internet businesses that are making money off of the internet? That are, you know, sitting back supposedly collecting the coin, the change. They go, Michael, I don't need a thousand people. <laughs> I'm making money off of the internet. What what did I'd you say, tell them? I'd say wonderful. Um, goodbye. Exactly. They're not your prospect. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, look, I say I'll say goodbye to 90% of the people who own the very smallest companies in the face of this planet if they're not ready to do what's needed right. in order to make their company worth something. Got it. Got it. Now, you have six benchmarks that you established in your needs analysis of an entrepreneur, and I think those were important. I actually looked at those in the book. And, and what are the benchmarks? And once a business owner knows his or her shortfalls, what do you recommend they do to remedy them? Well, let me suggest the very simplest um, way to see this, Greg. Because if we go under the six benchmarks, that, that'll be fine. It's just going to confuse everybody. Okay, okay. I just want to keep it as simple as I can possibly keep it. All right. I have not written um, five books or 14 books. I've written 29 books. This book that we're about to launch right. is my final e-myth book. In fact, it's beyond the e-myth. The e-myth is all about the problem. The e-myth says that most businesses aren't businesses at all. They're jobs for the people who own them. And there is absolutely no value, commercial value, to those companies. And that's why very few of them will ever sell. And so what happens is, after a guy's been doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it for 9 years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever he's been doing it, then all of a sudden he comes face to face with mortality. Meaning, oh my goodness, now what? He's sick and tired of the business, sick and tired of the work. He's sick and tired of doing it. He's older. And now he's suddenly coming to the realization that, wait a second, how do I get rid of this? Am I going to give it to my son, to my daughter? They don't want it. They don't want it because they realize how much it's tapped and sapped my energy. It takes all my time away. Mm -hmm. So my company isn't really attractive to a true entrepreneur or to a company that is focused on growth. So I've got to begin to look at this company through different eyes. I've got to look at it through the customer I'm trying to attract to it. So you understand if in fact all of us had started out at the very beginning with this in mind, the customer who's going to eventually buy my company I would have done it in a completely different way. It's that different way 
that I'm describing here. So you you state that the point of a client acquisition is not to make a customer, but to make a true believer. What do you mean by this, and how do you make more true believers versus customers? Well, I focus on the 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 true product of what I'm there to sell. In other words, if you remember back, certainly you remember back, you're old enough to remember back to when Apple ran their very first commercial on the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yes, I do. That extraordinary commercial, that extraordinary commercial who showed and told the story about the enemy, who was the enemy? It was IBM. And effectively, here's David, and IBM was Goliath, and they set up a storyboard which essentially said, we're David, and we're about to defeat Goliath. That was exciting. And that exciting story that they created to tell who Apple was began a revolution which effectively created the wealthiest company on the planet. Mm -hmm. If you look at Apple and realize that Apple, you might say, was in the computer business, but Apple wasn't in the computer business. Apple was in the transformation of personal power. Right. It was providing every man with the ability to reach out to everything. It created um, access to a world that very few of us were ever privileged to participate in. Mm -hmm. That's the story of Apple. And Apple repeated that story with each new product it offered. So how so do you help? Apple, Apple was like Disney. Yeah. Well, I understand that our story is extremely important. And you say that it's one that's not made up. It's one that's developed by these entrepreneurs. What is this, in your estimation, developing a great story? How do you help these entrepreneurs develop this story? I mean, for, for, you take them through the dreaming room. You get them to dream brig. You go for the new co. You're now creating this story. You're working on customers acquisition but not the way you would normally think of a customer acquisition because it's not about acquisition it's about creating believers so the whole thing resolves around the premise almost like Apple did Apple created believers Apple created a vision for what they were doing and they also had a great story the David and Goliath story as you're saying so you're telling everybody who was out here listening today that the way to go into this dreaming room and emerge from this new dreaming room with a new co is really to create that new co with a big vision and the ability to tell a wonderful story. Is that correct? And, well, that's part of it. Absolutely. And so that, that um, process from the job to the practice, to the business, to the enterprise is a very clearly defined process. Okay. So let me just say the first step in the process is who are you attracting to your company? And what is it that you're actually delivering? And so we're going to define what the client fulfillment system is. And we go through the process of defining that. And we have a rigorous proprietary method for doing that. And we do that beyond the e-myth through that 
evolution of the enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000, just as we did it for years with Emith. But now we're awakening the entrepreneurial perspective in this small business owner and essentially saying what the entrepreneur is, how an entrepreneur thinks, how an entrepreneur feels, and what an entrepreneur does. I can't get into the mechanics of it all. I understand. Understand that what's critical, though, is to understand the absence of it out there. You're helping them design, build, launch, and grow this new co, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. And And we take you through that process, step by step by step. The first is the client fulfillment system. The second is the client acquisition system. The third is the turnkey management system. And the fourth is the turnkey leadership system. You go from a job to a practice to a business to an enterprise. And all I'm saying to everybody here is go read the book and you'll understand it completely. And then let's do it together. So at this point, the best way to for them to learn more about this is you've got a course, you've got your dreaming room, you've got your e-myth books. They can actually go up to Michael Gerber Companies, uh, dot com, which we'll put a link to. They can get the book. When is the faster way for them to do it? Okay. Tell us. Okay. Go to, go to www.beyondemyth. B-E-Y-O-N-D-E-M-Y-T-H dot com okay www.beyondemyth.com and they'll get a preview of the book all right now when is the book due out michael i know it's in book will be out december 7th all right so <clears throat> for all of my listeners who are listening to this prior to the 7th the book will be up at amazon on the 7th and the course tell us a little bit about the course um how would they get engaged oh. after they get the book or hear this podcast and they're so excited they can't see straight. They go, great. I just want to go right to do this course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is really exciting because on December 9th, 10th, and 11th, I'm leading um, the new dreaming room for this very purpose to awaken the entrepreneur and everybody who's listening to us. Whether they've read the book or not yet is irrelevant. Um, just tap into the new dreaming room and it will be held in Carlsbad, California at the former Four Seasons, which is now the Hyatt Aviara, the most lovely hotel. And it's going to be there for two and a half intense days with me leading it. And what's the cost for that, Michael? It's $5,000. Okay. It's intimate. It's a small audience. But the people who are going to join me are people who are ready to kick ass and take names, meaning they really, really are prepared to make a difference in their lives. And if they want to sign up for that, do they sign up at that same website you just mentioned? Yes, absolutely. Just do that. And um, we'll provide you with a link for that as well. So once you go and get your free um, preview of Beyond the E-Myth, it will give you a link to sign up for the Dreaming Room. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and talking to you a little bit about 
your new book called Beyond the E-Myth, also an upcoming course uh, that's going to be in Carlsbad, California at the Aviera Resort on the 9th, 10th, and 11th of December. Uh, for more information, you just go to beyondtheemyth.com, sign up and get your free. No, 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 no. It's not beyond the e-myth. It's beyond E-Myth. Okay, I'll take the out of there. How's that? Beyondemyth.com. We're going to have links on the on the um, on the blog entry anyway, so they don't really have to remember anything other than to just push on a blog uh, that's there. If, uh, push on a URL link that'll be there. Michael, it's always a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth. I've had you on a couple of times before. I always enjoy our interviews. I enjoy our time together. I guarantee you that my listeners today got not only inspired, uh, but they learned something, and all they need to do now is go to beyondemyth.com, uh, get your free download, check this book out. It'll also be at Amazon, as he said, on December the 7th as well. So, Michael, kudos to you again, man. You just keep doing it, doing it, doing it. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. And yes, let's talk because... We've got a lot to take out to the world. 